there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Final hour, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Say good morning to our TV partner, Peacock, where you can watch for free. And also great radio affiliates around the country, numbering 362. Best and worst of the weekend. We didn't have the opportunity yesterday. We had the day off. But you can dial us up. You can email. You can tweet. Best and worst of the weekend. A couple of things. Uh, Heat Bucks game five tonight. Uh, Greek Freak is listed as, I think, questionable for uh, tonight's game with the ankle sprain. Lakers-Rockets game three coming up tonight. Clippers won last night. They're up 2-1 on the Nuggets. Celtics up 3-2 on the Raptors. The Big Ten is still up in the air. If you were uh, not with us in the first hour, I gave you an update from my source that there's still a pushback from the medical community in the Big Ten to not play. And I was told they simply don't have enough teams to play. I was told that the Michigan teams not going to play. Illinois teams, that's Illinois Northwestern are not going to play. Maryland's not going to play and Rutgers probably won't play. That doesn't leave you with much if you're able to pull this off. And now I'm told that the medical community with the big 10 is trying to push to November. Now it was October 10th. That was the target date. So they could get in a 10 game schedule and qualify for the postseason. I don't think that's going to happen. So you're not going to have Michigan, Michigan State. You're not going to have enough to put together. You're going to have, what, eight teams? Is that enough? And I'm told that even if they go into the spring, that a lot of these players are not going to want to play. There are a lot of players who don't want to practice now because there's the uncertainty of, do we even have games this year? 
like they're, they're trying to understand why are we practicing for games that aren't going to happen? And I think that they're starting to be a little pushback from some players at certain universities in the Big Ten. Pac-12, with their commissioner, Larry Scott, when he came on last week and basically was saying, hey, we're not playing. We may have some new testing. We're going to be playing in the springtime. I was told that, uh, you know, January is a legitimate landing date for the Big Ten. Like, that can still happen. It's just that is not the anywhere near the consensus. And I don't think you can get enough teams that are going to be able to pull this together to be able to play fall football. And I was a little more optimistic a week ago. Uh, I was also told, my source said, uh, after speaking to a Big Ten coach, they're really disappointed that the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, has gone silent. Because he should be saying something here. They don't know. Does he want to play? Can we play? We've reached out to him for weeks just to try to see, like, what is the direction you're headed in here? And I'm told that it is just there are polar opposites in viewing this in the Big Ten. And uh, the likelihood right now seems really, really doubtful. Poll question, McLovin, and are we going to stay with that poll question? All right, we should probably switch it up because it's a blowout. Uh, okay. I'll give you three groups of quarterbacks who went to Super Bowl. The old guys, Breeze, Brady, Ben. The young guys, Watson, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Or the medium guys, Rodgers, Russell, Ryan. Uh, it's the young guys up to 77%. No one has faith in the old guys. Yeah. Peter does. Yeah, Peter, Peter King, King does. Well, he's got Tampa going to the Super Bowl. Uh, he's got them playing against the Ravens. By the way, the Dolphins are on the hook to pay Josh Rosen $3.7 million to be on the Tampa Bay practice squad. <laughs> Once again, the Dolphins are paying more money to Josh Rosen to be on the practice squad for Tampa Bay than New England is paying Cam Newton to be their starting quarterback. Also, Adam Schefter reporting the Saints and Alvin Kamara are very close to a lucrative extension. And they hope to finalize that before Thursday night. Camara going to get $15 million? Like he wants McCaffrey money, but do I want to spend that? Man, that second go-round with a running back, I just, I, I get nervous about doing that. But Shefty says they're close to a, a new extension. Yeah, Paul. I'm, I'm, you know, we're against signing running backs, paying running backs with the second contract. Do you think, though, that the Saints are thinking... We have a Super Bowl team this year. We may have to eat this one that we normally wouldn't pay a running back and give him big dough, but you need him if you're going to win this Super Bowl this year. I know, but I don't know how long, I, because if Drew Brees is not going to be there, I, I like Kamara, and he doesn't have as much wear and tear, but he is coming off an injury uh, season last year. He's really valuable, but I loved him when you had Mark Ingram there, and I could use him as, you know, they, they had a little change in speed when he came in or usage you know Ingram was straight ahead Kamara was the elusive running back just using him every down now look even with Carolina with McCaffrey as great as he is you don't win with your running back and this is going to be a wasted year for Christian McCaffrey right it's like Saquon Barkley. Like, you're going to go, okay. I mean, he had nice numbers, but I do, I, it's just not going to matter. Yeah, McLeod. I mean, is Christian McCaffrey building a Hall of Fame career with these dual numbers? Well, I have to look at, I, I guess I have to measure him with Marshall Falk. Like, isn't he the preeminent dual threat out of the backfield? Yeah. Uh, but if your team doesn't win at all, though, 
can you even? Well, we don't we don't judge running backs that way. I mean, I I don't hold it against Eric Dickerson or Barry Sanders. I mean, Walter won a Super Bowl. Emmett won three, but I I don't. I mean, is there any other position on the football team other than quarterback where you go, how many Super Bowls did you win? We don't even do that with everyday players in baseball, but we do it with pitchers, which is strange. But they can take over a game. They can take over a series. They can almost single-handedly win you a playoff or series or World Series. Um, NBA, we do it with our marquee players. Um you know, I do think we're going to, when it's all said and done, we will have missed out on the, the greatness of Clayton Kershaw because we are judging him on the postseason. And I, I know that he's had failures there, but he is putting together one of the, the great regular season resumes in baseball history. But, I, you know, that, that's the problem. I have to qualify it by saying it's the regular season. It's like Peyton Manning was the best regular season quarterback of all time, in my opinion. But then you throw in, well, postseason. Greg Maddox was the greatest regular season pitcher of all time. But then you have to throw in, yeah, but what about the postseason? Yeah, McLeod. Bill Belichick kind of ruined Peyton and Philip Rivers' legacy a little yeah, bit yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, Paul. It, it, everyone would want Clayton Kershaw's career. He's going first ballot to Hall of Fame, but... So you may want Kurt Schilling's career. He, he, I don't think he ever won a Cy Young. He was a very good regular season pitcher, but never the best. And But he's 11-2 and two in the postseason. He's got a World Series MVP. I think he's got three rings, Kurt Schilling. Postseason, he's lights out. Yeah. And But you wouldn't want his regular season career. Well, if you like you know, that, that's a toughie. It, it is because Schilling is remembered for his postseason, whereas... It, it feels like Clayton Kershaw is remembered for his postseason and for different reasons there. But Kershaw's numbers, freakishly great. And it, and it was always the standard bearer of a, like a six- or seven-year window with Sandy Koufax. And then Pedro came along. And I don't think we gave him you know fair acknowledgement of just how great he was. Doing it in the steroid era, in that ballpark, in the American League East. It was phenomenal. And now Clayton Kershaw. And he has, I don't know what he found, but he found a little zip on his fastball and he's pitching great. Unbelievable. I wondered the last time the uh, Yankees lost 14 of 19. Wasn't that long ago. It was 2017. They still won 91 games and got within a game of reaching the World Series. They lost to the Astros, the trash can banging Astros. In 2000, the Yankees lost 15 of their last 19 games in the regular season, went on to win the World Series. Thank you, Ethan, for, uh, for that. Oh, Ethan. But the Yankees can't afford to miss the playoffs this year. Where everybody makes the playoffs. Yeah, it's not real playoffs this year. Anyway, so. <laughs> so this one doesn't count. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, another thing that drives me crazy about baseball, exit velocity. Like when a guy hits a ball and the exit velocity... Like, I don't, I don't care how hard he hits it. I want to know how often he hits it. If you're exit, like Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez once a week has a real high exit <laughs> velocity. And then he strikes out 
every other time. You should be there when it happens, though. Oh, my God. Listening to Michael Kay do the Yankee broadcast. His exit velocity. I don't, I don't care. Apparently, he has problems with the entry velocity because he has no exit velocity there. I mentioned this last hour that uh, Novak Djokovic was uh, asked to leave the U.S. Open. He smacked a ball in frustration that ended up hitting the line judge in the neck. And there's been some debate whether or not he should have gotten ejected. But the rules are clear. I guess the only reason why there's a debate is because the U.S. Open desperately needs Djokovic this year. Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal didn't make the trip to Queens for the tournament. This will be the first time in 16 years that one of those three wasn't represented in a quarterfinal of a Grand Slam. The casual American fan is left with basically nothing on the men's side. And most of us probably can't name a single player in the quarterfinals. I know there's a Medvedev in there. And that's all I know. A couple of decades ago, that wasn't the case. The American men were actually a serious presence. Now there's no one. At least we knew Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer. Boy, this is a sport that needs some fresh blood. And maybe Djokovic's brutal mistake will end up giving somebody a chance to elevate, you know, their stardom in a sport that really needs some stars. But I'm watching that, and it happened so quickly. And I know Djokovic didn't try to do it on purpose, but it ended up hitting her in the line judge in the throat. I don't know if we, you know, we judge how, let's say the ball whizzes by her, doesn't hit her. Now, she went down quickly, but are, are we judging how much pain she was in? If, if the ball goes right over her head, do we throw out Djokovic? And the answer is no. But it was an accident. I know that he was angry, and he was warned about this, like in 2016, that your temper is going to come back and really hurt. And he got upset when he was asked about this. I think that this is something that's been coming. And maybe it's cumulative. I don't know. But when I watched it, I it happened and I go, wait, did he just hit the line judge in the throat? And then he immediately ran over to her to check on her. But I the only reason why there was a debate was because Djokovic is the draw. There is, there's nobody else. And I wonder if the fans, so you have a packed house with New Yorkers there. You would have had a packed house and they would have been screaming. And you're paying that money to go see Djokovic play tennis. Nobody else. You're watching him. I wonder if they would have tossed him. Yes, McLovin. But he wouldn't have done that if he had a crowd because he kind of hit it towards the crowd. You know, he was thought he was yeah. in an empty stadium, I think, in a way. Yeah. Did you guys think he should have been tossed for that? Todd? I was surprised he got thrown out. But again, it's the, the whole playing a, how serious was she hurt, which it shouldn't be the case. There's either a rule for it or not. But because she, she seemed relatively okay and wasn't, I don't think, rushed to the hospital or anything, I was surprised, and especially the number one tennis player in the world. Yeah, but I should I have. judge whether I throw you out on the severity of your injury? Ultimately, it shouldn't be that way. But in that moment, I was surprised that, uh, that he was... What if she got hit in the shoulder? What if she got hit in the leg? Well, the more, then even more likely that you wouldn't get, uh, get kicked out. Yeah, see. Isn't that kind of the way all punishments are doled out, though? A lot of times. I mean... Yeah, a lot of times. Like, if you hit somebody with your car, it's an accident. If you hit somebody with your car and kill them, it's 
you know, vehicular manslaughter or something. It's a totally different crime with the exact same act. Yeah. And we would do that with hockey as well. That, uh, you know, sometimes if somebody was going to be out concussion or, you know, they you had a Marty McSorley uh, situation there, uh, you know, then we would almost judge the severity of your injury. Yeah, Paul. But by his reaction, it appeared pretty clear that he didn't mean to hurt this person. So it was an accident. He hit it too hard. He hit her and she went down. But if you're the, the lines judge or the official who's running the match who kicked out Djokovic, you have to see in the moment, it doesn't appear that he did it on purpose. He wasn't arguing with some type of side official and right. did it towards them, targeting them. Hence accident. Hence you leave him in, in, this, in the game, in the match. But if I... If I hit you in the head with a baseball, and I accidentally hit you in the head with a baseball. Okay, but what if what if um, his next serve hit the person in the neck because it was going 128 miles an hour or whatever it is, and he hit someone during the match? It's the same act. The person's getting hit. They went down and they didn't get up. But they're not waiting for you to hit a tennis ball at that point. Right. They know when you serve, they have to be on their toes. She wasn't expecting that ball to be headed in her direction, and therefore that's why she got hit in the throat. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, I'm reading the rule. Uh, it says, basically, uh, if you intentionally hit a ball dangerously or recklessly within the court or hit a ball with negligent disregard of the consequences. So that's that explains why a serve would be different. Yeah. Yes, Todd. Yeah, I thought after hearing that, like, what about a significant fine and then some type of public apology acknowledging that he's got to do something to control his temper or something, something other than that his, that it's all over for him. He cannot continue competing in the U.S. Open because of that moment. This is going to cost him $267,000. So he's been fined an additional 7500 He skipped the post-match news conference. So that's 7500 there. Uh, the infraction is listed. The minimum fine is $20,000. Um, also, he can be fined for unsportsmanlike conduct. Earlier was told he had to pay $10,000 for that violation. And then those two fines, in addition to losing uh, $250,000 in prize money for making it to the fourth round of the U.S. Open. He has made $140 million in prize money over his career. But yes, he Don't you think it's crazy that they already had a rule in place for that? How random. Like, how did they already... Oh, by the way, was there a problem with this back in the 80s of people just randomly, you know, firing shots off at different people or something? But what was Serena fined when she threatened to shove a tennis ball down somebody's throat? She did not do that, though. She, she didn't, but didn't. she threatened to do that. That was worse than what Djokovic did. Right. So the threat has intent. You know, she knew what she was saying. But, man, that line judge is going to be... Like the eighth highest paid player on tour this year once this lawsuit is done. Yes, Todd. And managers and players get thrown out all the time in baseball. McEnroe and some of the fits that the tennis players have thrown over the years and some of the disrespectful acts. You know, you'd be surprised that none of them got tossed in the middle of a match. Well, with McEnroe, didn't, he didn't get tossed when he gave that you cannot be serious. The question. Jerk. Yeah, they needed him. Yes, McLovin. But he got tossed, they were saying yesterday, in 1990 Australian Open. <laughs> he smashed a racket, then went after the judge after getting a warning. He was the last guy in this situation. Is it amazing that he didn't get tossed more? Oh, man. Yeah. All right, let me take a break. I got phone calls coming up, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, we'll take a break. 19 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. When it comes to hiring somebody for your business, you're up against some obstacles. There's a lot of applicants, but it's hard to find the right one for your job or finding time to hire while running your business, plus trying to ensure workplace safety. 
ZipRecruiter, get them on your team right now. ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job sites. Then ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology hustles for you, finding the right people, the right experience for your job, and then invites them to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So add ZipRecruiter to your roster to help you win the hiring game. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. And remember, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it all. Also, breaking ground on NIL. They've got some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Caitlin Clark in there, Angel Reese, and a lot of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round draft picks. And if you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. And the best trading card brands, Prism, Select, Don Russ, and so many more. And for those NFL draft fans, get real-time trading cards after players are picked with Panini Instant Cards, celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, it's going to get uglier in the Big Ten. State political leaders from around the Midwest wrote a letter to the Big Ten Commissioner, Kevin Warren, asking for the league to reconsider its decision to postpone fall sports. Yeah, I just, I th- there's too much of a divide here. I just can't see it happening. And if you're not going to get started a month from this Saturday, I just don't think you're going to be able to pull anything off here. And understand that you have the Michigan teams, even though there's high school football in Michigan. So I was told Michigan, Michigan State right now won't be playing. Maryland wouldn't be playing. Illinois Northwestern won't be playing. Rutgers won't be playing. That doesn't leave you with much. And are you going to have a four? You're going to have an eight-game schedule? Yeah, Paul. And a lot of teams start up this week. I think there's 40 Division One football games this weekend. Texas is playing. Clemson is playing. Oklahoma is playing. Uh, you can keep going. Florida State, Duke, Notre Dame, I, Iowa State, North Carolina. Ranked teams are starting to play this weekend. And you get tested on Friday, so you won't know until Saturday if you're a coach who is going to play. At least I was told that this morning by a source. You get tested on Friday, and then you're playing on Saturday in most of these cases. All right, some phone calls here. Jake in Buffalo. Hey, Jake, good morning. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, DP. wanted to give you a best and weirdest of the weekend and offer a shower shame bet for you and the Dan Whoa. Um, My best best of the weekend is the Bills finally having a competent front office and extending Trey White. Nice to see us keeping around talent for once. Uh, The weirdest of the weekend uh, Sunday, Joe West paused the Nationals-Braves game to call security <laughs> to have Mike Rizzo ejected from a suite in the third deck. Yeah. I think that's the first. And the shower of shame bet. Okay. I bet that the Bills will win the AFC East and do something that they haven't done since 1995, win a playoff game. Mm, that's not a stretch there. For a shower of uh, shame there. That If you say two wins, Jake, then you might get a taker there on shower of shame. All right, let's do two wins, two playoff wins. Yes, McLovin. By the way, I saw that Joe West headline. Is that the same Joe West that I grew up with? He's still umpiring? He won't go away. I didn't know he had the authority to throw out somebody who's in the stands. Thanks for the phone call, Jake. Um, And then 
Joe West is yelling at Rizzo because he doesn't have a mask on, but then Joe West was wearing his mask, but he didn't even cover up his entire mouth and nose. He didn't even wear it correctly, but he tosses the GM of the Nationals. Yes, Todd. Supposedly he was in the suite all by himself, which didn't make sense. I thought he got tossed because he was yelling inappropriate things. Oh, no, he was yelling. But the mask thing, supposedly there was no one else except for him in the whole suite. I don't think it was that big a deal if he didn't have the mask. Joe West. Yeah, Paulie. There was years ago in 2001, an umpire ejected the uh, organ player when the organ player at a baseball game played three blind mice after a bad call. He actually had the organ player. (laughs) Yes. Joe West doesn't seem to mind some attention. No. (laughs) He loves some attention. He doesn't mind uh, making sure everybody knows he's out there on the field. The NFL will use pumped-in crowd noise this season, described as, quote, league-curated audio. Ladies and gentlemen, league-curated audio. They're going to be at Bonnaroo, I think. Awesome, man. Yeah. League-curated audio. Yes, Paul. So they, they, they just mix stuff from the past years? I don't know. It's a mixtape, maybe? I don't know. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's... Uh, Paulie wants to change his best and worst of the weekend. Dan, I forgot something that I heard the other day uh, for best of the weekend. You know John Sterling, the play-by-play man for the New York Yankees? <laughs> he was discussing what a difficult year it was, access to the players and talking to the managers, et cetera, et cetera. And he dropped this during the game. Well, it's uh, obviously a, a crazy year for us and that we have no intercourse at all with the manager <laughs> or the players. Guessing meant discourse <laughs> Interaction. I think interaction. I think interaction. (laughs) Or he meant what he meant. Well, let's hear it one more time here. Well, it's uh, obviously a a crazy year for us and that we have no intercourse at all with the manager of the players. Speaking for myself. Unlike last year. You know, Susan. (laughs) That Aaron Judge. Oh. Here's the tutu. <laughs> oh. So that type of intimacy exists in a non-pandemic year. Who, Who knew? That? Who knew? Who knew? Well, that Yankee family. Oh, is he ever switch delicious? <laughs> I still love the A-Rod one. What's... An A-bomb from A-Rod. No, the greatest year of his or anybody's life. Alex Rodriguez having the greatest month of his or any other life. (laughs) Warren Buffett probably had a better month somewhere. I'm guessing. I was thinking the other day, you have Jones in left and Ichiro in right, and you got 20 gold gloves between the two of them. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I mean, yes, ma'am, of course. The gift that keeps on giving. Oh, you know, Susan. Anyway, that's my, my favorite is listening to them. And he'll, he'll like, uh, Susan Waldman will give, like, the most amazing in-depth stat you've ever heard. And there'll be five seconds of dead air. And he'll just go, anyway, Jeter. Yeah. Like, what? He, he didn't even acknowledge what you just said. His non sequiturs are spectacular. Because uh, l- let me see if I have a stat for you here. Uh, let me see if Ethan sent me something here. Um, I don't know if I have anything that's like jumps out crazy. Uh, Lou Brock, who just passed away, was about getting on base scoring runs in the light ball era. 
He was one of five players to score at least 1,500 runs while hitting fewer than 150 home runs. And here's the two-two, dude. Here's the two-two. Anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, Lou Brock. Hey, gentlemen. Good man. Uh, that's when, you know, you got on base, you stole bases. Uh, back in my day, they used to steal bases. Now, Lou, baseball wouldn't know what to do with Lou Brock. They'd be like, Lou, I mean, come on, you're hitting singles here. What's your exit velocity here? And it's nice you're stealing bases, but uh, you got to help us win games here. Ricky Henderson, you know, we can say greatest leadoff hitter of all time, you know, because he hit home runs. I think the one stat, which it sounds strange to say this, but I think Ricky Henderson led off a game with a home run like something like 78 times. Does that maybe I'm totally may. I don't know. For some reason, I thought Ricky had this incredible amount of home runs leading off a game. Lou Brock was a better hitter. Lou had 3000 hits, hit 293. Ricky hit uh, 279. 81, 81 home runs to lead off a game. Is that right, Paulie? Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to double check the career history, but uh, 81 leadoff home runs for Ricky Anderson. Other guys like Alfonso Soriano had 54. Biggio, Craig Biggio, 53. No one's really that close. It's amazing. 81. So what percentage of his home runs were hit in the first inning? Because I'm going to guess Ricky had 300 home runs. Maybe. I have him as 297 home runs, 85, uh, uh, probably 20, 28% of his home runs, leadoff home runs. Yeah. Ethan. Yeah. Whoa. Sorry. Take that, Ethan. Uh, yes, McLovin. What? Well, that kind of makes sense. If he gets up four times in a game, about a quarter of his home runs were leadoff. Oh, so that that's not an impressive stat? Not exactly. If he had 300 home runs, he should have hit 80 of them out of the one spot. The first head of that. I have to ask Ethan about this. Okay. If, I'm going to get all the numbers he hit. That doesn't sound like an amazing stat. That no, he, it's amazing. He let off 81 games with a home run. I didn't know he had 300 home runs. What's more amazing, that Ricky did that or Paulie got the right percentage? The latter. Well, I don't even know if he got the right percentage. It was 27.3%, and I said 28% off the top of my head. That's so you not, were wrong. It's not bad. You were close. For me, that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kyle in California. Hi, Kyle. What's on your mind today? Good morning, DP. Uh, best and bester. Um, best Mike Trout passing Tim Salmon all time. Angels home run list. I always found it admirable. Tim Salmon ended on 299 career home runs. Kind of cool. Other bester. Watching Russell Westbrook keep chucking up threes. Keep them coming, baby. I absolutely <laughs> love it. He can keep shooting them all day long. Oh, I know. It's gonna, that's why it's must-see TV. Because they're going to keep doing what they do. And if they do it right, they're going to win. And if they don't, they're going to go down in flames. But the supporting cast, you know, has to be present for the, some of these teams to move forward. It, it, it's one thing if Harden and Westbrook play well. But, you know, in the first game, they had the supporting cast helped out considerably. Yeah, McLeod. Did you see Todd declare the Nuggets the Game 3 winner on our text chain last night? That was a... 
I don't read those text chains. Yeah, he's like, if the Nuggets jump up here 2-1, and then they and the Clippers went on like a 20-0 run right after he said it. Oh, I did see that. I was like, oh, wow. I was with him. I thought the Nuggets were going to win that game. Well, seem... I, you know, they, Paul George played well. You know, they came back from the, the deficit. The second half came back to win it. I don't, I don't get inspired watching the Clippers. Like, I'm still waiting for greatness. You know, occasionally we've seen Paul George and uh, Kawhi play well together, but... I, they, we still keep waiting for them to put it all together, and, and they still have time. But you know, you kind of flirt with danger. You know, they did that in Dallas in that series. They flirted with danger. Uh, yes, Todd. No, you've said it before. We were waiting for a same old Clippers. It's just waiting on the tip of our tongue for them to ultimately tease us into some greatness, and they're going to fall just short somehow in dramatic fashion. Thank you, Todd. Uh, the Greek freak. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't raise your head. You if, come up with something if, on the if I have a parrot, I would call him Fritzy. Or Todd with one D. That's not like you just said it two seconds ago. I was referring back to something you said like weeks ago. I think the Clippers are going to be good. I think when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play well. <laughs> cruel. That is it's, just cruel. It's, it's cruel and usual punishment. On a Tuesday, that feels like a Monday. I cruel know. and usual punishment I know. by you. Yes. yes. That is yes. true. Yeah. In in defense of Todd, he didn't raise his hand. He leaned into his microphone. So then I spotted him and uh, I called on him. I still felt comfortable saying that. I, I didn't said. call I think- on you that time. Wow. Yes, Todd. I don't think what I said was parrot like. I was referring back to a statement you made from the future. <laughs> you would have just said like, oh, wait. Sorry. Yes, Todd. If you would have just said like seconds or minutes ago, the Clippers, they ultimately get a trip up, same old Clippers. But this was like, I was, anyway. Okay, thank you, Todd. Uh, Jeff in Detroit joins us on the program. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Dan and fellas. I had a wonderful weekend. Best and worst. I'm going to try to get a lot of it in. My niece just got married, which is like my daughter. I don't have kids, so we're having a girl. As well as me going to various barbecues, sports all over the place. I saw friends from everywhere. And my name, Snacks, was resurrected by a couple of my old coworkers. So <laughs> thank you, Dan Patrick. Worst Snacks. of the weekend is going to be the uh, – the coach Malone from um, the Nuggets complaining about them not having a family in the bubble. Coaches don't have family in the bubble, and I did not know that. Yeah. And as I sat there and looked at the uh, Nuggets and Clippers, I could only think some of that L.A. work on the sideline <laughs> with the players. And you know, what's going on, man? You guys gonna do them like that for real? And last but not least, twelve fifteen backroom breakfast uh, hookup with the onion bagel, bagel finagle. Shout out to Laura. Listen, you guys are really, really funny. I love the show, man. Keep it moving, brother. Have a- Thank you, Jeff. Uh, I saw where LeBron James says that his kids don't want to go to Orlando because the, the park's not open. And LeBron said that uh, I got a 16-year-old. I mean, he's going to sit in the bubble and do what? I got a 13-year-old. He's going to do what? I have a five-year-old girl. There's nothing for her to do. The park isn't open. I mean, there's only so many times she can go to the pool. My kids are too adventurous, and they love to do so much stuff. I get it. I thought the park would be open, 
or that you know there would be some kind of accommodations there, but you know they can't do it. Here was another stat that I saw. Um, this is a tweet. Tom Brady has been favored in 74 consecutive regular season games. That's the longest streak in the Super Bowl era per ESPN Stats Info. He will be an underdog this weekend, week two uh, of the 2015 season at Buffalo. The current line is the Buccaneers are three and a half point underdogs against the Saints. Stat of the day, stat of the day, that stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Stop. I also saw a story. It was uh, Greg Bedard. I think it's Boston Sports Journal. Does that sound right, McLevin? Yeah, it used to be with the Boston, Boston Globe, Globe and Sports Illustrated. And he had a article where he said, you know, like there was almost like this sense of relief that Brady was leaving the building, that they needed, needed to change sort of the, you know, that Brady was not happy. And him being out of the building and new energy coming in with Cam Newton, I'm like, all right, <laughs> careful what you ask for there, you know. Hey, Tom's a bummer, man. I just wanted a, a wide receiver that was decent. I don't know if he was asking too much. We're sick of his Brady's attitude. Yeah. We're sick of playing games in January. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, he extends a season every year. Maybe he wanted Bill Belichick to say something nice about him. Bill said nicer things about Cam Newton in the last month than he said in the last five years about Tom Brady. What if this doesn't work out? And it crashes spectacularly. That's when I want to know when everybody goes to a neutral corner. How do they feel about all of this? Yeah, McLevin. I've seen a lot of narrative Twitter uh, tweets on this that if Cam is good, teams like the Chicago Bears that didn't pay $4 million for him and Scott Nick Foles are going to be beating themselves up. So, like, Cam being good would cause a lot of ripples. I don't get that. Like, you bring in Nick Foles and he can't beat out Mitchell Trubisky. That's bad. Now you have this coaching staff. They have attached themselves to Mitchell Trubisky, who you didn't even give a contract extension to. If that was the case, why not go all in on Trubisky and get a backup you don't have to spend this money on? What is Nick Foles costing them? Did they inherit the $20 million a year contract from Jacksonville? Uh, man, I don't understand it. Man, good for uh, Mitchell Trubisky to get a, another chance here. But like, did, I got to believe there are less expensive backup. I, I would look at Josh Rosen and go, okay, he's going to cost me a couple million dollars. Maybe there's upside there. He's young. But you bring in Nick Foles and then he can't beat out Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, McLevin. I'm reading that they got him for three years, $24 million, 21 guaranteed. He probably won't be there after this year. Probably caught him. All right, take a break. Last call for phone calls. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it all. Also, breaking ground on NIL, They've got some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Caitlin Clark in there, Angel Reese, and a lot of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round draft picks. And if you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. And the best trading card brands, Prism, Select, Don Russ, and so many more. And for those NFL draft fans, get real-time trading cards after players are picked with Panini Instant Cards, celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75 Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I read the uh, Jim Morrison biography, and uh, I, f- I found it fascinating, but I, the music is just okay for me. I, I don't know. It became too much about Jim Morrison and not necessarily about the music, it felt like. But 
I'm not. I'm not the biggest Hendrix fan either. So I don't know. It's just I kind of listen and I go, okay. I appreciate Hendrix, but it's not music that I seek out. If it comes on, I'll listen. Doors, same way. Yes, Paul. How much is the Doors music boosted, if it, if you believe it is, by their lead singer dying early? It does that to a lot of bands, yeah. but how much with the Doors specifically? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to calculate that, but I do think there is a fascination with that. And then he he's buried in a you know cemetery outside of Paris, and like I, I would say with Nirvana, their legacy is also boosted. But I thought they were great before Kurt Cobain died. So I, I don't think it's revisionist history that Nirvana was fantastic. Yeah, see. Sometimes, yeah, I think Paul's right. Sometimes bands are lucky that they don't stay around long enough to stink. You know, you don't have like that, you know, three album run that you're like, oh, remember when they did those three terrible albums? Like yeah. some bands have that. They are, stay around so long that they have different eras, like the good one, then the really terrible one. Then they come back and they're like, oh, there we go. That sounds like what they used to be like. That's good. So there you go. That's that's the uh, the motto. You know, die young, and then your music and your uh, band will live on forever. Not advising you to do that, but yeah, I just I, I didn't get the doors. We were talking about John Sterling. Can we play that John Sterling cut again? Well, it's uh, obviously a, a crazy year for us, and that we have no intercourse at all with the manager of the players. So uh, Josh Garrett. A uh, senior systems engineer just uh, sent in uh, from Merriam-Webster Dictionary that uh, intercourse can mean communication between persons or groups, which might be true, Josh, but how many of us thought something different instead of, like, interaction with uh, the manager? You don't hear that too often without thinking something else. Of course, our minds are in the gutter. Speaking of which, we were just talking about Sports Illustrated party that we went to a few years back i don't know how many years ago that was but uh chris Everett was there and chris Everett, you know one of the uh great female tennis players great tennis players very famous and uh i i had been around her i'd interviewed her and then we just got to talking and she looked great you know cocktail hour and we started flirting and I mean, not real flirting, but then it, it felt like she was really flirting. Like I, and then I, I was like, I turned red at one point and then you guys came over and then you realized that this was on for it was, some reason. It was like Kelly Ripa and Ryan. You guys were just finishing other sentences, <laughs> having fun, chatting it up, eating crab cakes. Yeah, but we were feeding each other too. And that was what, <laughs> oh and then did she say something when she left? And and it's something like I don't I want to be fair to her. She very she was very nice. Like, I I got to be careful too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was like just playful back and forth. Oh, you know, we're volleying. We're volleying, you know, little little sweet drop shots is what we were doing. Like yeah. You want me to turn your mic off? You probably should. The show should have ended about four minutes earlier. Yes, McLovin. That being said, you had a little comedy routine with Eli Manning like 10 minutes before that, too. That was the same year, I think, where you guys were doing a stand-up routine. It wasn't exactly the same, but I'm just saying, 
If I was single and Chris Everett, I think, was single, then we probably would have gone into the second round of the U.S. Open. <laughs> should have cut it up. <laughs> this thing is on, isn't it? This day in sports history, Paulie, what do you have 1986, Herschel Walker made his first start for the NFL after leaving the New Jersey Generals at the USFL with the Cowboys. And this day in sports TV history, Eminem gets in the booth at a college football primetime game with Kirk Herbstreet and the great Brent Musburger. Who doesn't remember that? Mathers. Just the fact that Brent probably had no idea who Eminem was, but he kept, he'd be like, he, he didn't call him Eminem. He's like, Marshall. And you could tell where Eminem is just staring at him. And, and he was excited to be in the booth, but I think he was sort of putting on a, a show there, an act. And he had this look on his face of shock when Brent was asking him questions. Marshall, when's the new album drop? All right, Mathers. <laughs> oh, Brent. What who, do you, who do you like in Florida State, Florida? I'm taking the points. What a treasure. What a treasure he is. Yes, Todd? Um, nothing. I was going to give you what we learned. Oh, what that. did you learn? Peter King, who is not a weed head, as Lions and Raiders as the surprise playoff teams, Bucks over Ravens for the Super Bowl. Yeah, Peter King saying he smoked a doobie with the Doobie <laughs> Brothers back in college. McLovin. Uh, shocker, it seems the Chicago Bears have mismanaged their quarterback position. Seton O'Connor. Cruel and usual punishment. Yeah, it's new. Paulie? Peter Weedhead King. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. Visit LegalZoom.com today. Take care of the things you need to get done without leaving your home. That's LegalZoom.com. Tomorrow on the program, Reggie Miller will join us recapping Lakers Rockets. Have a great day. Talk to you then. One more item as we close out the show. Do you know how... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The boundlessly capable all-electric EQS SUV from Mercedes-Benz with available transparent hood technology. So advanced, it can see through sheet metal. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQS dash SUV. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.